Today we're taking a journey, a journey that uh, many of us have done in little bite-sized chunks as budget allows, but we all have that fond memory of coming to the Western Cape, whether it was on a train, one of those brown trains when I was five years old, and, uh, you know, the excitement of seeing new vistas open up, or whether we've come with families and come on conferencing, and this was part of the social program, but at some point, we've all made our way to Cape Point. Sometimes we've gone there and we were this huge group of people and we couldn't quite afford to pay the entry fee. So we stood around and we looked at everything. And other times during better times, we were comfortable enough to ride the funicular and enjoy the lunch in the local restaurant. So we're in conversation this morning with somebody who has a title that I would love to have. Uh, it's Manette Fourie. She is the creative manager of the Motsamai Tourism Group. Manette, I mean, really, it's phenomenal to speak to a creative manager. You must tell me what that is about. Morning, Janet. Yes, thank you so much. You know what? It is an exciting position. It's wonderful to be called the creative manager for the Motsamai Group. We're an amazing company with wonderful properties and um, experiences on our books, so to speak. My job basically entails sharing what we have and, you know, putting it into words, putting it into visual and making sure that that everyone out there gets to see and know what to look forward to when when doing business with, uh, with us or visiting one of our properties. That is phenomenal. So you mentioned the Matsumai group and you have several resources within that. Would you like to just give us a bird's eye view of what else is in that portfolio? And then we can zoom in to the Cape Point property. For sure. So the Matsumai Tourism Group currently owns and, and manages the Kruger Shalati um, concession in Kruger National Park, which is the train mm-hmm. on the bridge. I'm pretty sure everyone's either seen it or heard of it. It's a um, a bridge that's over 100 years old and um, we've got a permanent, call it a hotel, which is basically converted train lounge carriages. Mm-hmm. It's five star, it's gorgeous, it it spans over this, the Sabi River, so it's absolutely stunning up there in, in Kruger. And along with that, right next to it is the Kruger Station, which is a lifestyle precinct with restaurants and delis and kids' play areas and things like that. So it's the perfect little pit stop for for people, you know, doing their thing up in Kruger. Then we've also got the Sanctuary Mandela, which used to be Madiba's residence, uh, Mm -hmm. which is now converted into a boutique hotel. And then in partnership with Chief's Tented Camps, we've got, well, a new product which we're launching now on the 1st of July, which is Kruger Untamed, which is basically a dry riverbed that we've converted into a, call it a temporary campsite with gorgeous tents and, you know, activities and lounge areas in this dry riverbed where you're 100% immersed in nature. So we're very excited for that to launch later, well, in a few weeks' time. And then, of course, we've got Cape Point, which is our little jewel all the way down here in the Western Cape. Wow, Minette, it sounds like uh, there are so many beautiful creative heritage resource properties that I'm actually spoiled for choice. And I must <laughs> say, I do have a bias because I live in the Western Cape. And Cape Point is just part of that uh, that structure that is part of our DNA. And a little bit about Cape Point, we know it's uh, it's a renowned destination. 
It showcases the beauty of the Cape Peninsula and it's located within the Table Mountain National Park. So it's protected in terms of conservation, et cetera, by those parameters. But we also know it for the stunning views. You know, when you pull up and you park at the bottom and then you, whether you walk your way up, but the the photographs, everyone from any view is just amazing. And it is so postcard friendly that you can just take it and package it into the into a postcard. But it's also a rich biodiversity area, and we want to hear a little bit about that. There's a big focus on conservation and introducing people to the Cape Floral Kingdom. It definitely is one of those uh, amazing natural wonders of the world, and we're very excited to hear from you today. We know that this is one of the many properties in your portfolio, and uh, you've got quite an interesting history in the tourism sector. You've worked in several different countries. And I love that your journey started at Northland College and CPUT. And you were then able to migrate to London's uh, South Thames College. So let it not be said that local is not like a minute because you've really... <laughs> pivoted and traversed so many grounds and also have a mini MBA under your belt and, of course, all that wonderful social media management training and leadership development. So I think Motsamai is very lucky to have you and I'm interested to hear your vision for Cape Point. It's part of the Big Six and, you know, the Big Six really is our natural and heritage resources within the Western Cape. So quite a journey there, Minette. Do you want to share with us a little bit what that has been like for you? Yeah, I think, you know, a, a lot of it stems from just the passion, the passion and the curiosity of, you know, wanting to see the world and, and wanting to to really get to meet and, and know what people are like across the board. You know, a little bit of ants, ants in my pants, I would say as well. But I think I really found my feet when I landed in this, travel and, and tourism kind of world because it just perfectly combined that wanderlust and that absolute awe of our beautiful planet, you know, combined with the ability and, and the opportunity to speak to people and share those messages across various platforms. So, um, yeah, I mean, for, for Cape Point to be part of the big six as well, it's it's such a strong alliance that we formed. It's such a um, collaborative space for us to get together, which which we do, you know, all six of us try and get together at least once a month and just put our heads together and see where we can expand, where we can co, co-market and, and collaborate and try and get as many feet through the doors, but also try and showcase how amazing, as you said, Janet, the, the attractions and the heritage of Cape Town and the Western Cape is. Absolutely, Manette. And we know and we've certainly learned from that black swan called COVID, that collaboration is key, that the collective 100%. tourism IQ is what helped us to navigate some very, very unprecedented times. So Absolutely. wonderful to be part of that big collective. Now, Minette, I, I see that in, in addition to everything else that you are, to so many different brands within your big brand, that uh, you also have some musical talent. And the only musical <laughs> talent I have is when I sing in the shower. And even that, I've <laughs> got to have backup singers and my Spotify going 
and then I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just the occasional you know guest artist there. But I mean, this is amazing because you've been featured on some international music tracks as well. Uh, how how does that fit in with everything else that you do? Well, Janet, let's be honest here. You know, the dream was to be a musician, you know, a performer. That unfortunately doesn't pay the bills because let's be honest, you need the opportunities, <laughs> you need the gap, you need perfect planetary alignment to, to oh, make it. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> Not all of um, us are Beyonce, okay? Correct. Or, you know, Taylor Swift or Madonna. Well, mm. that's, that's I think, probably where it started many years ago, seeing Madonna and being like, that's what I want to do. Iconic, yes. She's totally iconic. But yes, it's, it's you know, at this stage, it's more of a hobby. I play keyboard, I play guitar, I play some traditional flutes. I make music that makes must, you know, that makes me happy. And as mm-hmm. a vocalist, I've I've been lucky enough to be approached by because I'm, you know, I'm part of a, a big musical community online, and I've oh, been approached really? by, yeah, you know, it's it's basically we call it the Creative Commons, which is mm-hmm. where you you put out resources for other musicians and producers for free, free of charge for them to use and sort of mix into what they're working on and stuff like that. And through that kind of giving space, I've been approached by quite a few international guys. I mean, if you search my name on Spotify, you'll probably have a few things pop up there. Um, But I think my biggest accomplishment was part of the Queen's Jubilee. British Airways had a special, you know, playlist on on the in-flight entertainment system. And and one of the tracks that I did with a guy from Australia um, called Mm -hmm. Miracle Blue was actually included on the electronic dance music playlist, which was curated by, oh gosh, what's that guy? Some some big famous British DJ. Um, he curated that playlist. So, so yeah, you know, it's just a little something that, that keeps the creative juices flowing. That is just phenomenal, Minette. And I, <laughs> I've looked you up now on Spotify, and I'm picking up close to you. And yes, since feet. Temptation, home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So wonderful! I'm going to. I'm definitely going to tune in. Now we've talked about a lot of things, but what we want to hone in on is Cape Point, and what are the future plans? We're going into winter. Mm. What is it like, first and foremost, coming to work at Cape Point? Well, first and foremost, I I'm not based at that location. I get to visit it and see it through the eyes of you know, the the same way everyone else experiences it. And, you know, just taking the drive to drive through, you know, all those little areas on the way to Cape Point, you know, you go through Musenberg and, you know, past Boulders Beach. And as you sort of turn that corner and you just start seeing these endless ocean vistas and this little curving road that leads you up to Cape Point, it really is like stepping into, for me, like stepping into a secret garden that's not quite a secret <laughs> you know you i know it's it's obviously not entirely allowed for you to stop on those main roads into the park but once you're in the park and you sort of stop somewhere and you take one of the hiking routes or one of the hiking trails you know zooming into the actual minutia of like the insect life a little spider web um you know all the way up to the flora this time of year, specifically Janet, oh, it's gorgeous. You've got the aloes blooming that are just incredibly beautiful. It's such a special time, winter, 
in Cape Town for me personally. I'm a big, you know, lover of, of nature. So, and then, you know, once you hit the, the area where the funicular is and the lighthouse and you sort of see this place where these currents literally collide at the edge of Cape Point, just something out of this world and definitely something Quite I think. majestic. It is majestic. It is awe-inspiring. I mean, it, you leave there and, and you really kind of feel the power, the delicateness, the rawness of nature and you know you you get to drive through it you get to traverse it you get to see it from a bird's eye view it's it's really something to experience it's phenomenal and you get a sense that you are part of something much much bigger than just you you get Absolutely. a sense of the vastness of nature and that's always the feeling that I'm left with when I come to that point now, yeah. Minette, we're going into winter, and when I listen to you, you sound like a curious child that is discovering <laughs> this for the first time, even though it's a product that you work with all the time. Do you yeah. have any campaigns that you're busy launching and you want to tell our listeners about to excite them about Cape Point the way you are excited? Absolutely. Yeah, so this winter, we've got a special um, campaign running called Kids Are King. So we're primarily focusing on the school holidays period, which is the 24th of June till the 17th of July. And we've actually got four separate offers currently on the books for this for this time period. So I think the, the main one and the nicest one for me is the, the free funicular ride for kids. Um, oh, wow, in- that's a big treat. It's a big treat, um, which basically means any child 16 years and younger gets to go on the on a return for the funicular because obviously there is the option of purchasing a one-way as well. You know, sorry, just a little sidebar. Some people take the funicular up and walk down or walk up and take the funicular down. But, um, you know, just for, for ease, there is the return option. So we're giving a free return ticket to any child um, with any adult return ticket purchased. And that return ticket is 90 bucks for an adult, mm-hmm. 55 rand for pensioners. Really, that is so yes. affordable. It's great. And it's a nice experience. You know, it's it's not fast. You know, it's, it's not a adrenaline pumping ride. It's, it's just such a slow meander up this hill, this, you know, outlook point. And, um, you know, once you get to the top, sure. You know, then you've got those 360 degree views all the way around. So it's it's really a nice, easy way for you to make your way up to the lighthouse. Then um, we're also offering 50% off any kids' meals at our Two Oceans restaurant, which is just just down, you know, a short walk from the funicular um, gate, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that is um, with every adult ordering a meal. Kids under the age of 12 get to pay half price on their meals. For the guys that are on the go that are just sort of hopping out, hopping back in the car, we've got a 50% off a kid's hot chocolate at our food and beverage store. For if, you know, that goes with every adult ordering a takeaway hot beverage. So if you just want to warm those little fingers, you grab yourself a nice cappuccino or a flat white or something at our food and beverage store, the kids pay half price on a hot chocolate. And then for um, everyone that wants to have a nice keepsake, a little souvenir of their visit on the day, we are offering 20% off clothing when you purchase any two kids' clothing items at any of our three curio shops at Cape Point. 
So there's a nice little mix there for, for people visiting our park. And, wow, um, Manette, that's a huge service offering. That's a lot of options for grandparents and young people yes. and families. I think you've thought of everything because you haven't left anybody out. And, you know, no. we're in an economy where the little discount, the, you know, percentage of these are all things that we are now taking note of as we shop it. We don't have the kind of disposable income we had before. And it's great because it gives people an option to journey and explore, but within budget. So it's a great service offering. And I see that this program launches on the 24th of June, and it's valid until the 17th of July. And it's a great opportunity for people to experience the magic of Cape Point. Like, it's pretty, pretty amazing. That's that's great. And I think it's going to bring you a lot of traffic to the area. So, yeah. Manette, I, I mean, it's it's quite phenomenal. I would just like to hear from you last words before we say our goodbyes. Sure, Janet. I just wanted to say, you know, if you wake up one morning, you've got the kids in the house, it's school holidays, you know, what do we do? Load them in the car, make your way out to Cape Point. You are not going to be sorry. You are going to be treated to so many special offers and you're going to come away, as we said earlier, with an absolute feeling of awe and amazement and gratitude for the beautiful, beautiful area that we live in. Absolutely, Manette. And it sounds like you have really use that creative manager thinking cap with your team and come up with something that is just phenomenal and an attractive package for everybody to enjoy. Manette, it's been really great chatting to you and learning a little bit about the Matsumai Tourism Group and all your other product offerings and then honing in on Cape Point. And thank you for sharing this campaign with us. I think it's going to be pretty phenomenal. And I wish you and the team all the best as you, as you navigate quite a cold winter now that we're experiencing. Yes. And lots of success with the campaign. And we will do certainly everything we can from our side to give it as much visibility as possible. Thank you so much, Janet. And thank you very much for the opportunity to chat here today. It's a pleasure, Manette. We are in conversation this afternoon with Sipo. Sipo Kolo. Mazwi is the Senior Manager for Marketing and Tourism at Robben Island Museum. She is popularly and affectionately known as Sipo and has quite an interesting story because she comes from the Eastern Cape and then did her tertiary education at the Durban University of Technology in Tourism Management. And she was awarded a scholarship to go and study in the USA, where she obtained an international certificate in events management. She has worked in several different spaces, amongst them Sanby, and was responsible for taking the exhibit to the Chelsea Flower Show in London. So a very interesting and multifaceted speaker we have this afternoon. Sipul, welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you so much, Janet, for having me. It's good to be here this afternoon. It's a pleasure, Sipo. We are very excited to hear about Robben Island. You know, it's one of those iconic spaces, a space that is associated with resilience, a space that is really a triumph of the human spirit kind of symbol. It's also one of those highly acclaimed UNESCO World Heritage Sites. 
And you sit with a huge responsibility to get the marketing and the public relations around this great tourism spot out to the world at large. And what I want to hear firstly is how did you come to this point in your career? How did the journey bring you here? And then we'll chat a little bit about Robin Island Museum. Throughout my career, I think I always knew what I wanted. I wanted to go out there and travel the world, of which, as you have indicated to the viewers, that I have been um, in the UK and in the USA, and but there's nowhere like Africa. And then I decided to come back um, and further my studies. Uh, I augmented my tourism degree with an honours in marketing, master's in business administration, and I have been working vastly um, in the tourism industry under the marketing portfolio. And for me, marketing our sites and tourism at large in South Africa has been nothing short of amazing because I am talking about the country that I love, that I'm passionate about. I've been out there, but now I am here. Uh, there's nothing like South Africa wherever you go and your international will tell you the same thing. So um, when COVID hit, um, I saw the opportunity. Um, Robin Island needed a presentation around the situation and I was like, oh, great. This is the challenge that I want to take. And then I relocated from KZN to Cape Town. And I am proud to say that I have managed to attract um, most in local tourist market to Robben Island because uh, pre previously Robben Island was predominantly visited by your international tourists, of which we still do get the international tourists, but the initiatives that I'm currently working on are more directed into uh, bringing South Africans and Africans at large to visit Robben Island because as it is a symbol of the triumph of the human spirit, it's affecting um, a lot of our history in South Africa and in Africa, of which each one of us needs to know where we come from so that we can pave a way to see where we're going. That's a wonderful journey, Sipo. I think it's phenomenal because when COVID hit, we had to look to the domestic market so that we'd have more frequent guests. We also had to change strategy because there were international lockdowns, there was travel restrictions. And, you know, I think that we became so spoiled in tourism over the years because we just depended on the international market and we didn't give the due diligence and the due respect to the domestic mm. market, which is in essence your returning market. So I'm so mm. glad that you have created a strategy for the domestic tourist and you are starting to see and reap the dividends of that investment because you have more regular local visitors is that right yes that is correct we have um as of 2021 until today to we 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 do, we do see a lot of our local tourists more especially on long weekends when people come down from Joburg or Durban to Cape Town and when schools are closed, as well as um, during like your holiday season. And also what I have done is to 
um, intentionally communicate with our domestic market uh, because you'd find that some months we would have specials and concession rates that are directed to only South Africans. And South Africans do respond um, to those promotions and they get to know more about Robben Island. And it's not, they get to know that Robben Island is not only about Nelson Mandela's cell, there is so much history that Robben Island has mm-hmm. about South Africa. I mean, there's that amazing visitor center where there's always an exhibition. There's the Robert Sabukwe precinct, there's the banishment fields, the lime quarries, and then, of course, that extensive fauna and flora, which makes that region so incredibly rich. So, Sipo, I just want to ask, are you focusing on the other the other attractions besides just Madiba Sal? Because people have different interests, and whilst we all come for that and to see that and we want that picture in front of Madiba Sal, there's so many other, you know, service offerings within that space that can also be maximized. Yes, and indeed, Janet, uh, we're not only focusing on the political history of Robben Island. And when people go to Robben Island, they can see the likes of your um, churches, like if ever you're going there for your religion, uh, we do have religious attraction, different churches on Robben Island, and also the Kramat that is visited mostly by your Muslim community, as well as the World War II relics. People can go in and see those World War II relics. And then we have a huge penguin colony for those people who are into environmental conservation or who enjoy looking at animals. And we have your shipwrecks around the, the island. And also, more than that, people can do their sleepovers on Robben Island. And if ever you are not um, fond of going on the sea, you can um, fly in with a helicopter because we do have helicopter landing facilities. Um, as I was saying, people can host their events on Robben Island, and mostly we're looking at corporates or school groups as part of, um, you know, your team buildings. Um, people do go to Robben Island to um, their half-day sit-down um, conference, and then we take them around Robben Island, and then we tailor-make those activities for them. But the key highlight would be to go and see the maximum security prison where the um, Nelson Mandela's cell is. So we do offer that and sleepovers for those um, school kids or youth groups that want to go on your leadership camps. They can sleep over at the dormitories on Robben Island because some of the prison cells, communal prison cells, um, were converted into dormitories. So we do accommodate school groups or church groups, youth groups that want to have a program on Robben Island. Um, They can go there um, as well as just your your outdoor team buildings, because we do have outdoor facilities as well. It depends um, on what does the client want, and if ever it is aligned with the objectives of Robben Island, and we do accommodate that, and we tailor-make it for you. And what is more interesting, we give each of our clients an opportunity to interact with um, ex-political prisoners, someone 
who was incarcerated on Robben Island during the apartheid regime Mm -hmm. so that they can have that authentic story of Robben Island from uh, directly from the horse's mouth. I'm so excited for the way in which Robben Island is actually becoming more than just a place of political strife. Yes, it is an example of the triumph of the human spirit, but realistically, in order to stay relevant, the income streams that you're exploring, the accommodation side, the eventing side. And I remember many years ago that, uh, you know, there used to be big weddings, group weddings on Robben Island. Do you still do that, Sipo? Uh, that was an initiative of uh, the Department of Home Affairs. Um, after COVID, those have not yet um, returned. However, it's something that we are working on to bring it back because it was one of the flagship programs that Robin and Island... And it was such a great activation for the island. You know, people posted their individual photos. It, it was really very special because... Uh, there was a lot of visibility created by those weddings. Yes, yes, I do understand. Unfortunately, I had missed those, but I'm also Mm. working tirelessly to get them back. I'm excited to see how that is going, Sipo. And I have a personal story to share. You know, you remember Mm. Y2K, right? When the 2000s hit and everybody thought that, uh, you know... The world is coming to an end. The world is coming to the end. are going to be lost all the information is going to be lost and there was so much drama and at the time I was working for the provincial government yeah so I had you know how it goes when you're the the newest recruit and you get given all responsibility so I was the one in senior management who was responsible for being present during this Y2K switch over that they called it it's so hilarious (laughs) when you think about it and I was you know, I was naughty because I was on duty, but I decided to go to that big party on Robin Island, the Y2K party. So if anything happened at my office, I was on the island. There's no way I was going to get from the island to the provincial administration. And it was one of the most memorable parties that I'd been at. Honestly, it was so much fun. They were ex-struggle stalwarts. They were ex-islanders. It was just like a homecoming party. So maybe you must look at doing another one of those, you know, bringing... I need... Thank you for sharing that story. It is my first time hearing of it. I am going to dig into the archives and ask um, some of the officials here at Robben Island on how did it go so that we can um, reactivate that because um, we need not look at Robben Island with a very sorrowful heart. I think uh, the ex-political prisoners and everyone who was part of that did experience that. But now we need to go there with a spirit of celebrating the freedom and also um, as a place of learning not to take advantage of the freedom that we, we are enjoying today. So I think that would be one of the areas that would bring the nation on the site whereby all the history and and all the the suffering that gave birth to this freedom that we enjoy today took place. So I think it would be a great activation to bring the Rainbow Nation together. Absolutely. And then you know that Robben Island 
was um, sort of developed as the People's University. So in the early days, when there really was like a postgraduate diploma that went out of the Robben Island Museum, there was an education program. I was mm. working for province at the time, and they used to bring tranches of young people to actually come and study on the island. So that's also something very exciting to reactivate because imagine being there and being out there and being mentored and developed and you're in this space that is so iconic, so historic. I think a lot of young people maybe have a bit of a disconnect with the island and this would be a great way to get young people to appreciate sacrifices made, to get them to go back to that culture of learning and reading and moving away from cell phones. I remember years ago, signals were not great on the island. I don't know how it is now, but maybe it's a time to just disconnect and reconnect with <laughs> our history, <laughs> with our history and our culture, you know? We, we do, great. however, um, Jeanette, through our education program, because we do run educational programs, uh, host a spring school. It's um, a youth camp whereby um, youth groups locally from the Western Cape across South Africa, they go and spend four days on Robben Island and then they learn deeply about what Robben Island was, all the history dating back from the 1400s and also um, matching that or looking at the lessons learned from those days and um, aligning it with the challenges that the youth face today. So we do have um, those programs. And even if um, it's not our programs, your, your schools or your universities or your groups can request to have those kind of camps. And then we tailor make those to achieve whichever objective that the school want to achieve out of the out of that program and i am with you on that um you know the generation z the disconnect uh, and reconnect <laughs> yes generation z is just uh, so out of touch with our history so mm -hmm. if ever we can like really send them there just to have an experience of how life was of how did we get to be this rainbow nation, having now um, multi-interracial relationships and all that, because for them now it's, you know, it's normal, but they do know that previously those um, were serious criminal offenses. So I'm very, I'm very, 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 very emphasizing on the youth um, to come and visit Robben Island and also, uh, the youth groups or the the, the communities um, can do come to Robben Island because NPOs, we do um, offer concessions for NPOs if ever they come in a group, come and experience Robben Island Museum. So they must disconnect with the social media and then reconnect with reality so that we can appreciate more the freedom that we enjoy today. And also... Um, the lessons learned will um, will address some of the social disparities that uh, we encounter today. Absolutely. I think it's critical 
Sipo, and I, I'm always afraid to make that statement because I feel like I'm giving my age away. I think that so much is lost if you cannot tr track your history. You don't actually appreciate what you have if you don't mm -hmm. audit what went before that in order for you to enjoy those benefits. So I think it would be a good exercise in contextualizing for young people and also to instill some humility in uh, all the things that they do take, tend to take a little bit for granted in mm. these, you know, the born freeze and in this generation that we find ourselves. Oh, yeah. And also going to Robben Island is just very beautiful. I mean, the, the, the ferry ride, when you're looking at the very beautiful backdrop of the city and Lion's Head on the other side and Table Mountain and Bloberg on the other side. It just gives you the whole view of, of Cape Town. And it's something to really appreciate because um, it is not only, the experience is not only historic, but also a very striking um, natural beauty. I'm so much in agreement, Sipo, and I can see just chatting to you the passion and the love that you have for the island. It's making me excited about our island again, and I really hope that people are reignited to come and visit the island, even though they might have been there once or twice before. You know, there's so many exciting things that are happening that it would be good to come back and look and see yeah. how the island has evolved and how it's grown and what the future plans are for it yeah and it's more especially when you are visiting um like in a group i think it is mostly enjoyable because you are going there you overseas self-catering organize you a bride and then you just chill there at robin island and then you do not lose the crux of the matter going to the maximum security prison because over and above everything else that had happened to Robben Island, um, the maximum security prison is the one that significantly contributed to it being acclaimed as a World Heritage Site. So mm. everyone who goes to Robben Island, do not miss that chance. You know, uh, Sipo, I go around our beautiful city and I see young women dressed up and looking gorgeous and doing all these photos, you know, of themselves here, there and everywhere. I think we must normalize girls' high teas and parties, you know, the pre-wedding parties and the celebration of baby parties on Robin Island because it is just a space that is so important historically, but also a space that we must normalize and claim as our own as we evolve in this new dispensation that we find ourselves in not so new anymore we need to create new energies on Robin yeah. Island. I completely I completely agree with you and um, what you just said is within and part and parcel of our strategies to make Robin Island or to keep it um, relevant to the changing dynamics and demands of um, the travelers and also various target markets. Well, Sipo, I think you've got this marketing and sales function, you know, and, and reigniting tourism first firmly under your belt there at the Robin Island Museum. And it's been so exciting listening to your plans and what you and your, your team plan to do in order to make this space 
more accessible, more easily used, and definitely more frequented. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I'm wishing you all the best in these new initiatives uh, for an old space and sort of a remix of a very special space to all of us, the Robin Island Museum. And thank you so much for joining us today on Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you so much for inviting me. And it was absolutely lovely uh, chatting to you about our remarkable Robin Island Museum. And I trust that um, more of your viewers are going to be able to visit us. They can like and follow our social media pages to get our current updates. Thank you very much, Janet, once again for the opportunity. Wonderful. You're most welcome, Sipul. Wonderful chatting to you. And we will certainly be one of those people who go and follow and like and share on your social media platforms and also tag you when the, when the show goes live. All right, then. Thank you very much. This was awesome. very much interesting.